Yeah. So, uh, how's your vacation, Elliot? It was good. I went to. Sounds like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I went to a couple lakes. Oh, did you by fish? Accident. No. Well, it was I'm bad <laughs> at vacationing. So, like, we went. To... You're fucking terrible at vacationing. I'm terrible at vacationing. I'm already but... getting upset. Yeah. And you went yeah. to the lake and didn't fish and didn't invite me. And... Well, you know, I, well, I have the kids, so legally I can't have you around her. But, um. <laughs> Why? Because she's white? No, because oh, of your God. history. Because <laughs> your criminal past, man. The <laughs> stranding on her. So I sold children, okay? Fine. <laughs> oh my god. You wait, you sell or you sold? I sold I don't want to get into this right now. <laughs> For anybody listening. For my parole officer, Mr. Darby. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, like I just plan on like doing nothing, and I was like, I'm gonna sleep till nine, you know. But those are the best. I had to entertain, like, because Ashley and the kid were also off, and so they're like, entertain us. Ugh. It was like Tuesday. Like I was like, okay, we're I just get in the car. We're going to like a graveyard. We went to a graveyard, take photos, and then like Wednesday, I was like, I get in the car. We're going to like a park, and then try to get like to like the Louisville Lake area and. All these different like parks, but it's all you have to pay. And it's like I ain't paying to no hack no park. <laughs> and this one, this one park was like we're in our construction is literally like literally like the no trees, just like bulldozers and stuff. And I'm like, but they got one park a trail over here, ten dollars. I'm like, go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> so we just went to like the lake and like skip the rocks and stuff. It was a nice day. And then everybody's looking at me, so I was like, well, the kid likes dinosaurs. Glen Rose has that like dinosaur park. Yeah. And, there you go. and I was like, well, fuck, go to that. We'll go see some dinosaur statues and like the footprints and stuff. And like, Ashley, like, I've never been. I was like, cool. I used to go when I was a kid all the time. Drove two hours to Glen Rose. That shit was closed. Oh, no. Yeah. So, you don't Google shit before? I don't know how to Google. Like, I don't know computers. I just like looked up the directions and like went. It didn't even say on the directions. Usually it'll tell you on the directions if it's closed or not. Well, it's technically open, but like they they're at capacity or some bullshit. I guess like I even I've never heard of that, but yeah, they're just there's just a line of cars. I guess because it's spring break and they're just like turning people away. And like get reservations. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? Like back in 1991, and we just drove through this bitch, and but they're like, no. Nope. Yeah. So we just kind of like wandered around, like driving through these back roads, and found like another graveyard, and went to that, and went to like this like creek thing. Kid found a mutilated raccoon, and I so I so proud of her. And yeah, then we just drove two hours back. So just fucking, that was fun. Should have hit me up. I know all the cool spots out there. There's a lot of abandoned shit. Yeah, there oh, is. Oh my fucking god, that's the best part. I forgot. Uh, we 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 saw there was a, a few abandoned houses. There's one I couldn't tell, and because I was like, oh look at that fucking abandoned barn. But then there was a house to go. Never mind. But then we drove by, and it's like I think that house is abandoned. But yeah, there's some abandoned shacks. But we did find an abandoned house when we went to the lake the day before that we explored. Like. Me, Ashley, and the kid. It was like a family thing. It was super sketchy. It was fun. It was like on. It was like on this creek, and it was. It was like a nice house. It's like the the whole living room was all window. It had a double sided fireplace. It had one of those big screen TVs from the nineties. It's like a giant box that you could never move. It's furniture. 
yeah i guess they yeah. had to just leave it because they're like we can't move this but yeah it was like this five foot by five foot cube tv with, with the fuzziest picture damn Looking you weird. turn it on no my grandparents used to have it and they had the fuzziest picture oh, it was wow. like the worst tv it's like so big that it couldn't hold a picture <laughs> what? For, for yeah for you kids it's like when uh you get like an image it's a thumbnail and you like save it and then you blow it up and it's all pixelated. That's what that's what big TV technology was back in the day. I remember our old manager, one of our old managers at uh, Best Buy. He was telling me when he grew up, he was, you know, I think he's like a month older than me. Oh, yeah. He's like, when I was a kid, we only had three channels. Like, where the fuck? How old do you think I am? <laughs> yeah. Three channels. Like, when were you born? In the fucking 40s? What do you mean you had three channels? He's like, well, I'm from uh, Abilene. I was like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> they got uh, indoor nice. toilets now. <laughs> I mean, you plug in a TV and you get like 15 at least. Oh, I should probably do the intro. Do we do that? That's like the corniest part of our show. Hunter loves 100%. it. Hunter loves it. <laughs> I don't love it at all. I just feel like we have Hi to do guys, it. Uh, we're kind of like a bi-weekly, but like sometimes we don't do it all the time. Like stuff happens, and I'm really sorry. But I'm Hunter, and uh with me as always is the uh, catfish and uh old man Elliot. Uh do you guys want to talk about stuff? I think you just did it. <laughs> I think you just did the intro. What, are they, what wait, they're like two hunters. <laughs> <laughs> How's he doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Don't peek behind the curtain, boy. Fucking Oz over here. um, I've had a migraine for like, I think today's the fourth straight day. So this is really fun for me right now. Dude, that's tight. How'd you get that? I don't fucking know. I don't know if it's like allergy induced or what, but it fucking sucks. I think it's allergy because like yesterday was like the first day of spring and like I went outside with the kid so she could ride her bike and I came in and I was like, fuck, my head hurt all night. It still hurts. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the when I try to go to sleep, it like decides to hurt more. Yeah, your head's just like, all right, guys, I'm just going to shut my eyes and yeah. go to sleep. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. quit it, head. Shut up. <laughs> that's literally what it's like. <laughs> Do I have brain powers? <laughs> you had the power to cry. Cry, <laughs> little Nancy boy. That's what my grandpa used to call me. Nancy boy. Yeah. He's cool. And that name stuck. <laughs> Till this and day, on family parties, I'm El Nancy boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elliot, you did. Uh, I thought it was weird that like y'all were on vacation and then I like messaged you. I was like, where where are y'all where are y'all at? And he's just like, I'm at home basically. Yeah. Oh, you're off for like a full fucking week? And I guess the kid is on spring break, right? Yeah, that's why I had to take off. This yeah. kid is on spring break. And I had to entertain. Dance clown. <laughs> Dance clown. <laughs> so it's your anniversary. The kid's on spring break. Gotta take a vacation. All happening at once. Does that stress you out? Did that stress you out? Are you stressed? Did you get stressed? Are you, no, are you stressed? I didn't have any like work and I got to like sleep in and get like my seven hours or whatever. Oh, you didn't you buy your white supremacy docs? I did. I did. <laughs> and I was so upset when I was in because I was in high school. I always wanted some like rub off oxblood boots. And I was like, I can never pull those off. And then I'm looking back now. I was like, now, nah, like back then I wore like red 
plaid bondage pants and yellow bondage pants and i had like more color my uh, wardrobe now it's just like black shirts with white designs yeah so it's like i could have pulled it off back then but just i just i don't know but so i was like fuck i was i was watching this like documentary and like skinheads and like you know like the sharp skinheads and stuff like that and i saw him i was man i just ah, i'm gonna fucking get him that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna fucking find him and back when i was in high school it's vacation you're already trying new shit anyway yeah and it's like who am i taking vacation buying shoes for myself (laughs) but uh who is this bitch in high school they were everywhere because like you know i guess it's like the street punk stuff is like blowing up so like you can get that shit on like ayp or like whatever and then i couldn't find anything other than some fucking burgundy docks and i was just like fucking pissed because they're not really what i wanted i mean like the vegan ones are kind of like they have like rub off esque, but like the the old school ones, they were like basically black and then like you know highlighted into, you know, a red. And I was like, yeah. And like I found, uh, I think like uh, Tread UK has these like Rocky tins, which is like what I wanted, but like I don't think they're in like production anymore. Like everything's gone from when I was seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> so I got some fucking vegan Doc Martens, and I hate Doc Martens. I don't know, man. I like them. I always, I, like I said, I always pictured you in Dog Martens and it was always like strange to me that you didn't even own a pair or anything when you were so punk for so much of your I life. I always wore Grip Fast and stuff like that. The fuck is Grip Fast? Boot company. Jesus Christ. Too punk for your own good. <laughs> yeah, I also bought some new not too yeah, long ago too. and uh, they don't seem as comfortable as they used to. Or I don't know. I mean, of course, I had the same like Doc Martin boots for 15 years. So they were like, that's why. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, this is made out of cement. <laughs> I soften these. Jesus. It does suck. Uh, like at first, like I've had mine for God, like about 10 years now. And like, they're so fucking comfortable and that I've broken them in. But at first I was like, these fucking things suck. Like, these are terrible. Yeah, like, why? I wore them one day when we were out, like, we went to Costco and, like, grocery shopping and, like, basically fucking running around Home Depot all fucking day, you know, things Jesus. old people do. Yeah. And by the time I got home, I was like, oh, my God, my fucking feet hurt like a motherfucker. I know. That's how my new Doc Martens, I have, I, I think I have the identical ones that Ellie just bought. How do I and, soften uh, them? How do I soften them? Like You literally I'm, just have to keep wearing them. I'm going to run them it. over with my truck. I don't think that's what you need to do. Go for it. They got but, that um, cushion, cushion sole. Yeah, they got that bouncing sole. Um, I hate that because, man, all the other boots I used to wear when I was all, like uber punk, like you walk around, it's like, what's up? And then like these, I, I put them on, I was walking through the, the fucking kitchen. It's like, cushion sole my ass. Mine are like, squeak, 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 squeak. Yeah, playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Eric, hey. is that you? Squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> hey, they came in fucking handy though during the snowstorm. Oh yeah, dude. They have hella grip, dude. Those are my snow boots. Hella grip. That's also a good boot company. I'm gonna get that leather conditioner for like baseball gloves to soften baseball gloves up. See if that'll work. <laughs> and then you just end up ruining them. I don't, dude. I don't care if they turn to paper, dude. They fucking hurt right now. Back in my day, all we had was paper boots. And we were lucky. You motherfuckers got any news? <laughs> Half-hearted bullshit. Um. <laughs> oh, my God, because he's I got that migraine. Feel he's, I can, I can, I can, I, no, I can hear him, like, holding his head, like, his eyes are closed, and he's just like, y'all got any news? 
I'm literally in here with like all the lights off. <laughs> His eyes are closed. Like he's laying in a bed right now. All right. I got four pieces of news. Tight. 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 Okay. First off, because it's the stupidest, Blumhouse and Epics have now teamed up, and Blumhouse is set to produce eight standalone horror films for Epics. The first to premiere in December. The rest will be coming next year in 2022. Damn, they're just whoring themselves out. First it was yes. Hulu, then Amazon. I think they're still now in, Epics. They're still in bed with Hulu, I think. Are they still? They I, still got the uh, Welcome to the Bloom House, and well, that's I guess that's Prime. But that's Prime. But the other one is like Into the Dark series. Yeah, I, I, and I, I thought I, it was only supposed to be a year long, but I don't know. It's I don't know. It seems to keep going. I don't care because mm. Bloomhouse is awful, but yeah, they're Bloomhouse is just no, like, they're not okay. No, they're not. They just have so much content. You got to sift through it yeah. to get the good shit. No, no, I mean they made some good ones. They they really have uh, that are hidden, you know, gems. I liked uh, some of the ones that were on Welcome to the Bloomhouse a lot, like Black Box. I liked uh, what was it? They came knocking. Was that one that we really liked? Yeah, that one was pretty good. That yeah. was uh, one of the Hulu ones. Black uh, Children Vampires. In- into the dark, yeah. Well, it was uh, what was that lore? Black-eyed like, yeah, I think it was you... black-eyed children. Oh well, never mind. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, there was there was a few good ones, but yeah, overall, I f- I kind of feel like how we felt about Blumhouse when we first started this podcast, well, ex- except for Elliot, is now going to RJLE for the most part. Yeah, it seems like they're the ones pumping everything out now. That's like decent. Well, yeah, the decent shit. If yeah. Bloomhouse was a person, it would be it would have an ad in the back of the Dallas Observer for escorting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. What? Trying to say it's a- I don't know. Like I feel like they're on this big campaign to make horror come to like the forefront of movie entertainment, which I think is cool. But at the same time, they're like trying to make indie mainstream. Yeah. And it's just like they keep picking like the wrong indie stuff. And then they do well, it badly. Or they do it badly. Yeah. The, I think they're cutting more corners than they used to. When you're pumping out eight fucking movies, you know, and you're giving all these like brand new directors like well, rem- you know, opportunities. Yeah. Well, remember we had that, uh, we went to the, I don't even remember what you would call it, uh, Texas Frightmare. Yeah, the, the panel or yeah, the whatever. panel with the guy from uh, Blumhouse, the yeah. Ryan, whatever Turek. He was like even saying he was like their big goal is to find these up and coming directors and then just give them a small budget and see what they can do. Right. And for the most part, I think that's really fucking cool. But you're gonna get a lot of shit at that point. Yeah, and we're gonna give you a lot of shit yeah. for those shits. You know? But I mean, it's so. I mean, the whole genre is so subjective. So. Who cares? I mean, as long as shit's pumping out for me, I'm cool. Because, I mean, between the three of us, we have very different, <laughs> different tastes. Yeah. Yeah, let's put it that way. So, I very. mean, that's that's the whole community. Like, I disagree. <laughs> one man's Blair Witch is another man's found. <laughs> True. Probably the name of the episode right there. Whatever. I mean, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with Eric. Like, I'd rather, like put one of those Blumhouse movies on just in the background. And if it turns out good, then I'm stoked. But if, you know, if not, then like, I didn't waste too much time, you know, like I didn't really like commit to it. Next. Stop making PG 13 horror movies. That's all I want. Stop it. Next. Uh, it's the, uh, let the right one in. We all remember <gasps> the vampire. Yeah. 
movie. Yeah. The book oh, that was Don't movie. tell me they're going to remake it again. They are, they're going to sequelize it? No, they're in the works for a episodic TV show with Showtime. Was, they oh, previously yeah. tried it for A&E and TNT, and now it uh, looks like Showtime's going to buy a pilot for it but it's uh, it's gonna follow the story of a 12 year old vampire girl and her father has to take care of her and provide for her much kind of like it's not it's not exactly let the right one in. it's in the same vein it's the story of a child vampire and then like their their adult caregiver so it's it's loosely inspired by let the right one in but that is maybe gonna come i guess they're trying to cash in on like stranger things trying to get younger viewers or something well, it's showtime, so it's going to be... Oh, so there's going to be nudity. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Last two are ones I'm excited about. Uh, My Bloody Valentine is getting a fan film sequel. That could what? be good or bad. No, it's going to be bad. I mean, because the... Uh... No, it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Well, the, the Never Hike Alone, you know... Uh, I still haven't watched Friday that. Friday the 13th. No, so. I those are that was really good, and they had a sequel that was pretty good too. Well, you know what? Let's watch it on the next episode. No, let's watch it, and then Elliot can tell us why it's good. Okay. Um, but uh, I already stopped paying attention. What did he say? It's my bloody Valentine <laughs> unofficial fan film sequel called Valentine Bluff, set forty years after the nineteen uh, eighties My Bloody Valentine. That dude's dead. Fuck. It's, no. It's well, that's what they said the first time. But uh but then it was the son. Yeah, then it was the son. So you don't know who it's gonna be, but it's it's gonna now it's the grandson. Yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna follow the exact same uh storyline where 40 years later the town of Valentine's Bluff has a Valentine's Day party and guess who shows up dressed in a minor Dad boy. Yep, Harry Warden. So basically it's gonna be it's, it's a crowdfunded on Indiegogo starting April 22nd. So I'm kind of psyched about it because like basically it's a, a slasher that already has a nice background that people already know. And the costume of a miner is always with a gas mask is fucking amazing. So, I mean, that, you can't really fuck this up, but maybe they will. Uh, well, I mean, Don't I think put that out there. Honestly, man, I think you're a sucker for my bloody Valentine. I mean, it's probably one of the best slasher remakes ever. I mean, and the, the original, if the original with the restored footage is that's that's not a slouch either, dude. I mean, it's last not. week, Those we, are no, I like the original favorites. We talked about like, it uh, last week yeah. with the the uh, Canadian horror documentary coming out. Yeah, Canada brings it. Yeah, I mean, like I liked it, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't really think that the dude like looks that cool. I've never thought like I've never like looked at him and been like, oh wow, you never thought a guy in a crazy. gas mask look cool. You like uh, a guy in a jumpsuit. Are you, are you even bro. fucking metal, bro? Yeah. You like a guy in a jumpsuit wearing a William Shatner mask, <laughs> but you don't like a guy in a jumpsuit with a gas mask. You say you like punk and grindcore, <laughs> and you don't, you don't think gas masks look cool? Uh, you, dude, that whole minor outfit that he's wearing, if I fucking ran into that dude in the middle of the fucking day, <laughs> I would scare the fuck out of me. He's all breathing heavy and shit. Yeah. Because he needs to. With a to. fucking pickaxe just coming at you? Yeah. Nah, I mean, bro. This guy I don't is, feel like a pickaxe is a good a good weapon. It's but. perfect. He's a fucking miner. Like the the the, okay. the brilliance. This is going to be a tangent, but the brilliance of uh, my bloody Valentine with being a mining community and the killer is a fucking miner, which makes him, you know, 
Oh, he's wearing a mask, which, but he's also two on the nose. Yeah, but he's also wearing the exact same outfit that all the fucking miners in the entire town are wearing. So it's it's yeah, exactly. It's intimidating, but it's also like hiding in plain sight. It's brilliant. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. Put a gas mask on. Anything is awesome. (laughs) That's very '90s of you. Nineties, you talk to Crest Punk. Yeah, you come. Then you come talk to me. You ever listen to Nasm? Nasm got the fucking the Nasm album. Yeah, it's stupid. (laughs) Not really. All right, so my bloody Valentine. Okay, fan film, whatever. Okay. Anyways, last piece of news: Uh, the uh, Fetty Alvarez produced Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot, uh, being directed by uh, David Blue Garcias. (laughs) Uh, has mm-hmm. announced that it is not really a reboot as it is another direct sequel, as in Halloween 40, baby. Yeah, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. 3D. Like, this is basically the same thing following the Halloween thing where it's going to be like Halloween is old man Mike Myers. This is going to be old man Leatherface again. And, you know, baby. but they announced that uh, Mark Burnham is going to be playing Leatherface. And newly announced is uh, Alwyn Foray. I don't know how to say your name, but uh, the uh, lady f- from uh, Mandy, the old lady from Mandy. Mm-hmm. Oh. That gets her head cut off trying to, like, pleasure Nicolas Cage. She is going to be playing old lady Sally Hardesty since Marilyn Burns is now deceased. Ooh. Oh. And it looks like it's going to be exactly Halloween 2008. Is, is the original Leatherface going to come no. play? Or he, he passed, he, right? Every, yeah, everybody's dead. Everybody involved wow. in... The first movie is pretty much dead. Hard living, baby. Uh, everyone besides, I think, uh, Grandpa is dead. Grandpa's not dead. The hitchhiker. <laughs> Grandpa was an eighteen-year-old kid, but uh, Gunnar Hansen is dead. Marilyn Burns is dead. Marilyn Burns appeared in the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D with uh, uh, your girlfriend, uh, Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. So that that whole thing was a shit fest. That didn't make sense at all. I thought you'd like that one. I mean, it, you're the reason I watched that one. It, it wasn't horrible, but at the same time, like it's, pick a lane, bro. Yeah, because like <laughs> she's she's like the daughter of somebody from 1973, but she's only 20 years old. Yeah, dude, she's got low rise pants. It makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's probably not a good sign for this new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know, man. I think I, I think I, I have hope for it. I've had hope for a lot of them, but. I mean, you're gonna like it anyway because it's got a fuck. I don't know. Well, they face. had that Leatherface prequel. Well, that okay, but that Leatherface movie was barely a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie in any way. That was the biggest slap in the dick I've ever had. It's like back uh, back in the day, whenever like you're hanging out with your your bros, and then they do that ball tap thing where they tap in the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like I'm that. still having fertility issues because of that. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Greg. Flicking mm-hmm. balls. Um, and that is it for news. Uh, the only thing I fucking remembered from this week is Ronald DeFeo Jr. dying. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know that counted. The, yeah, a killer from the Amityville horror movies. What? They inspired oh, the movie. Old just, age. Yeah, died oh, in prison. Yeah. He's like 67, I think. Oh, that's not that old. Well, it's, I mean, I guess in prison. Got hey, but yeah, I, I, I saw that. Butch. Butch DeFeo. Yeah. Finally died after their whole movie franchise. A whole legacy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this week, we are reviewing a movie. Kind of. 
It's a uh, a movie that is Shutter produced, but it's not currently on Shutter. You kind of have to go to VOD to find it. A uh, little wild horror comedy called Psycho Goreman. You may have heard of it, maybe not. Who knows? But we're going to tell you about it. Yeah, so let's yeah, do that. Yeah. Talk talk about it for sure. <laughs> got mad hype on it, man. Yeah, it's got mad hype. Hunter well, loves hype. Ah. Uh, this is this is what you reap what you sow, Hunter. Jesus you reap Christ. what you sow. So, do you want to see a movie about the Power Rangers, except it's like really gory, and the Power Rangers never show up? Well, you had me until they didn't show up. <laughs> I got the movie for you. It's like Troma's Troma's Power Rangers with the effects from like the team from Guar. Yeah, I think that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty on the nose. Oh shit! Uh, is there is there a plot? <laughs> I mean, tell yeah. tell us the plot. Let's get this. Thing. I'm actually I'm actually kind of interested in what this is gonna say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Siblings Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord. Using a magic amulet, they force the monster to obey their childish whims and accidentally attract a rogues gallery of intergalactic assassins to a small suburbia. That would happen? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't I don't think so, but I mean you know what? I'm starting to think maybe, maybe I like this movie more than you guys did. I'm not gonna say yet till the end, but uh it had like very like Wishmaster ah the, kind of feel in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It looks just hundred like percent. He does look like him. Yeah. So he's an intergalactic gin. That makes more sense. Kinda. So basically, like he's buried in the earth, right? Well, it starts with the prologue, which is it, it's very. It's also in addition to like Troma's Power Rangers. Guar is very Masters of the Universe kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it starts with like the, these like space races, and there's this great evil, this destroyer of worlds, who is you know our psycho Gorman, and they like defeat him and pretty much banish him to the, the outskirts of the universe, which, and which happens to be Earth. And nobody gives a fuck about Earth. Nobody gives a fuck about Earth. And then it cuts to present day with this brother and sister team playing a ridiculous game of yeah, anybody remember? crazy ball crazy ball yeah crazy ball which is it's basically like like an ongoing joke throughout the movie it's, it's one of those games that is just like ridiculous that the rules like don't make sense and it's basically just you know made up bullshit kind of like in a that, uh, that tv show the new girl mm-hmm. they have like the that drinking game that doesn't make sense and they just like show clips of it and it's fucking ridiculous Mm-hmm. And uh, so the 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 sister is basically like a fucking pain. She's like, I loved her. Like she's very like they introduce Bruh. her as like very precocious, kind of like a Bob's Burger Louise type, you know, personality. And she wins this game and forces her kind of like weaker, I think older brother. But she like well, yeah, that was the dynamic that I liked. The whole like buildup of that is like it's the family of four and. They raise the boy to be like very emotional and very soft, and the girl is like hard as nails and a fucking dick. Yeah. And like instead of getting a giving her dad a you know her family a kiss good night, she like gives her dad a high five and then devil sign. Yeah, it's it's the beginning of this movie is very strong compared to the rest of the movie. Like we get <laughs> we get 
a different sense. Like we are introduced to the, the, these people as like, you know, this is a feisty, you know, spunky little girl. This is a sensitive boy. Uh, the parents like are very cool, did a good job. They love each other, they love their children. They, like it's, it's very kind of not, it's a misdirection, but anyways, this little girl wins, wins the ball game and forces her brother to dig his own grave. And that's when they find the buried psycho Gorman in the earth. And like he's in like this enchanted coffin with this like you know evil ruby that gives him you know powers and stuff like that. And so she. But there's a sequence of buttons that you have to hit in order to unlock it. But she unlocks it playing Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. Yeah. And, and then they it, let her later. The fucking other aliens that entombed him were like, "You'll never figure that out." Yeah, it was made by the <laughs> smartest minds in the universe, and she just cracks it <laughs> and unleashes Psycho Gorman, but like takes possession of the amulet, which we you know learn that if she has the amulet, Psycho Gorman has to do whatever she says. So kind yeah. of like uh, Terminator Two. Where the Kinda Terminator like, has to do with John Connor says. Exactly. Uh, you know, he's built to kill people, but this child's telling him, like, what to do. And that's where the hijinks ensue. It's basically where the movie kind of just is like a free-for-all after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it goes full-on fucking Power Rangers episode. Yeah. Like, but basically, he's Power pure Rangers evil. never show up. Rita repulses. Nowhere to be found. Dude, I like, what's his name? Zed? Is that the yeah. other one? The yeah. dude that looked like he was just skinned. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But uh, Psycho Gorman, which she names because, like, he's like, you can't comprehend, you know, my name and stuff like that with your, like, puny human minds. And she's like, Psycho Gorman, because he, like, kills these, like, uh, weird transient robbers that he finds in this abandoned factory. He mounts their limbs, like, on a fucking fence. And, like, it's just, it, the gore in this is not much. pretty over the top. <laughs> like, and, and also it, not much. Yeah. But shockingly for a movie called Psycho Gorman. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool, though. Like the way it, this is like a very feed the inner child type movie. It's, it's this thing. It's something. Yeah, it's a thing. Uh, He's like this ultimate destructor and he just wants to kill everybody and enslave the human race and just kill everything. But this girl is, is like a, a little dork and, and is a child. So she has like ridiculous, like, you know, things for him to do and like is basically like torturing him and using him to like torture others. Just she, she is like corrupted by this amulet and, and is basically like terrorizing her whole family with this threat of psycho Gorman <laughs> and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And there's really, is not what you expect for like a movie like this. You'd expect like maybe like the underdog kids to get psycho Gorman and like seek some kind of like revenge or something like that. But this one is like this girl, like all these characters in this movie are end up becoming horrible. Like there's no one that, to root for there's no the dad you root for the dad but he's a piece of shit the dad's a piece of shit too no he's just soft okay and he's traumatized no but he's no, also lazy no, no. And horrible husband and, and like at the beginning yeah. like he like lazy I, I, or does he have a mental health illness no issue? no he's lazy he's, you don't know that he was in iraq it's bro. very clear he was not in <laughs> yeah he was he said he was in iraq yeah yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the mom. The mom pretty much took that away. No, yeah. he, she just said that he never killed anyone. No, she said he's never fired a gun in his life. Yeah, that doesn't mean he wasn't in Iraq. It, oh, dude, I, and that's a whole other thing. It's like, well, that was poorly executed. 
it set it up so like like I enjoyed like the character of the dad. I was like, that's funny. Like he's got jokes, and I thought the mom was involved, and it's just kind of like this like you know give and take of like this 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 mom dad and, and this comedy and this. But it ended up just yeah. being like the mom's kind of a nag, and the dad's like a lazy, horrible piece of shit father. And, and it's kind of like it, w- w- the only interesting part to this because it really infuriates me like how they it unraveled the characters. The interesting part is like they had that whole setup where you know you everybody had their place, everybody had their you, you knew who these characters were. But then as the movie went on, shit started to unravel, and you're seeing these different sides of these characters. Like you thought the dad was like the jokey, like you know, nice dad, and then it turns out like later on he's just like lazy and he's just like kind of dumb. Yeah, and you know, and also like. You know, he just I'll show never you. grew up, dude. Yeah, that's true. And he's like, I'm not going to work and shit like that. And, you know, why don't you do it? I, I, I can understand, like, maybe, like, when they were, like, writing this movie, they were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to, like, you know, have this, like, you know, subplot. We're just going to, like, flip the expectations of, like, the family unit. But it leaves you with having no one to root for. I mean, like, because Luke is basically, you know, the good but like he's just so weak and like doesn't do anything but tags along and the girl is just you know wreaking havoc she turns like the boy that she has a crush on crush on into like a giant brain which ends up being like this fucking sad fucking other subplot (laughs) yeah you know and like people are dying and she's like threatening i don't have a crush on him I'm just gonna marry him and live happily ever after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was probably one of the best lines. Yeah. And the fact that he was a brain like didn't deter her, like she kissed him and shit. Yeah. And he's just like, okay. I really enjoyed Psycho Gorman always randomly reaching for the thing. See, I didn't even notice. Okay, okay. Then here's throughout the, the whole movie, he's just like randomly like trying to pickpocket her. Yeah, it, it's Good. it's very it's very like. Uh, apparent it's like never it's you know it, it's it's not sly but it's like it's always there he's always like trying to steal it and it's always like oh or he's like moving too slow and like she gets in he's like oh drat you know but it's i mean this movie's very i don't know it's got jokes like that's the only the only saving grace for this movie is it had a lot of like jokes like the dad had a lot of good lines they had a lot of good there was this running joke i think they kind of ruined it because they did it too much where like they'd have like action music and like everything to be edited in the way that there's a lot of action, but then it'd like pull out and the music would stop and you just see like how rinky dink lame it is. Yeah. They, it was a funny joke the first four times in the movie, but then you're just like, okay, like get off of it. Well, something I do like that I thought was kind of interesting that they did nothing with psycho Gorman. Like he was enslaved by this like religious, like I guess oligarchy, like space kind of, Robot angels, robot angel Templars. Yeah. Yeah. The Templars, which was like, you know, a really interesting concept. And he was a slave and he rose up and just started wrecking shit. And, you know, he's spewing all this evil rhetoric and stuff, but it like, realistically, he's the good guy. And and that's even explored more when you see the Templars and they're like, Oh, we got to stop him, you know, for the, for the good of the galaxy, like for the good of everybody. And then like, they're like killing humans too, putting them into a fucking flesh cube so they can like, you know, take their body and form and stuff. So it's like, who are supposed to be the good guys? Well, that's that's my whole complaint in the first place. Like, no one, there is no good. Like, yeah, he yeah. was corrupted by this amulet, and then, like, you know, this little girl's corrupted by it. It, it, it you know, goes to speak to, like, maybe the amulet. But, yeah, you, you get this backstory of he was a slave that rose up and, like, liberated. But then, like, 
his thirst for blood was like never quenched. So then he just like started destroying the universe. But uh, no one's good. There's nobody that's good. And it's just like a dirty movie because of it. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the, the real reason that everybody's here is for the psycho gore man and the gore and all these weird aliens that come and that he, you know, tears apart and eviscerates. And it's very, it's, it's like all the, all the aliens and monsters, it looked like that show face off where like everybody like, okay, we need like a weird space alien. So then like all like the, the, the artists like make their weird space aliens. And instead of getting judged, they just like put it in a movie. Yeah. They were so, so different from each other. It was so fucking random. And even like the, the fucking like the Templar, like robot space aliens is like it had they're like these like robotic armor plates but then like in between like all on the butt and on the sides and the arms it's just like black spandex which is <laughs> like not what i would ever put in a movie yeah all the flashback sequences like to where he's like you know telling his history or whatever they're all it's like a hodgepodge of like claymation of like special effects cgi like practical effects like just a, a weird goofy mixture which I guess is a choice, but it kind of just also seems like they're a budgetary thing. Yeah, you know? I saw like the the stop motion, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But then at the same time, I was like, "It's kind, it's 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 kind of cool to see like the throwback, and I'm sure it's very intentional this movie to be a throwback because it's kind of like looking at it, you know, when they're on Earth and stuff like that. The, the time period is highly ambiguous. Like, was this the '80s, '90s? present day like you don't it doesn't really say or give you really any inclination well, it can be present day because there's children playing outside there you go <laughs> no one has cell phones in this movie you have like stop motion so i could see this being like a huge fucking throwback and the fact that you know it's it's very power rangers-esque it might be intentional just for that nostalgia feel but i yeah. mean i wish they had the choreography because there's a huge massive like fight scene against psycho gorman and his old gang he used to pal around with and like that yeah. was that was a horrible fight scene which sadly is better than the final fight scene yeah final fight scenes fucking lame although they have <laughs> they battle out with crazy ball which was yeah. hilarious I do want to back up and shout out my favorite scene which is where uh they dress like a gourmet up like <laughs> like fucking Jurassic Park Sam Neill. <laughs> well, they have they have like this movie out of nowhere like first it's like the little girl like introduces her parents to Psycho Gorman and, and like is like he you know he's going to you know he's my friend but he's like I'm going to kill you and they're like no he's not and he's like I'm really going to kill you. And then the, so they're terrified later. immediately cuts to like a musical montage of them playing like dress up and stuff like that and then walking down the street getting ice cream like this whole like stupid like cliche moment <laughs> he ends up end, end up at the playground he's dressed as sam neil <laughs> fucking jurassic park the, 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 my other favorite part is when the cops come and he just like fucking like melts this guy's hand <laughs> into a gun and me, makes him like this weird melted like zombie thing which is very reminiscent of video drone yeah i was gonna say know? it's like very video drone and then, like, turns him into, like, this, like, melted zombie dude that looks like the dude from RoboCop. And, like, <laughs> he, he can't talk. He just, like, walks around like the aliens from Mac and Me. And, and he's, like, he'll literally, like, say anything you want. He'll just agree with you. Meanwhile, like, he's, like, a new part of, like, their friend gang. The, like, the little girl, her brother, Psycho Gorman. And now this, like, undead zombie cop, melted man, 
who's who's just like trying to kill himself and asking other people to kill him (laughs) and i'm just like oh my god like it's it's funny but then at the same time the jokes they have are hilarious but they they wear them out and 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 i think that was a criticism that i noticed pretty early like oh that's funny oh you're not gonna oh you're just okay oh oh all right you're just going doing this again it started out good. First act was cheesy and campy, but still pretty strong. And then it just got tiresome as it went on. I just got so fucking bored. And just like, it's a, just an hour 30 standard movie, but it got, it dragged. It started dragging for me. Yeah. I didn't care about anything anymore. Yeah, well, yeah there's like, not enough happening. And it's the, just like Hunter said, the gore is too few and far between. After the whole like Sam Neill melty gun scene, it, it was kind of just like, oh, okay, like shit's slowing down. They're, they're repeating the same jokes. They're really like floundering. And then like the end sequence, like it doesn't escalate. You know, in fact, it de-escalates. The stakes go down, <laughs> you know, yeah. like like the, the, the tension goes down. Everything goes down. My other favorite scene, though, I will say was he gives the one guy a hero's death and he eats the oh, yeah. shit. Like that was fucking insane. His yeah. mouth opens up to the... Like his entire body, dude. Yeah, that was incredible. Well, he makes that remark like earlier in the movie that you know you want to die a warrior's death, and then when he beats this guy up, he's like, "You fought valiantly. You deserve a warrior's death." And the fucking guy's like, "No, no." <laughs> it's like he he's the only one that believes in the, like a warrior's death. Like, yeah, he's, he's the only one. So we all, I think we all have like a pretty much just this movie. I'm going to do, I'm going to go into some research I was doing on this movie. Oh, here we go. Not really, but. um, <laughs> He Googled it like while he was talking. While I was talking, Psycho Gorman is a film. It's what they call a film. Now, um, I was noticing the jokes and I was like, these jokes are landing, but this is the gore is, is campy and cheesy. And this plot is horrible and is dragging, which reminded me of another film. Uh, that our friend Javier pointed mm-hmm. towards us of Father's Day. Well, you'll fuck, I'm sure you know why. And it turns out that the director of Psycho Gorman and writer, Steve Konstanowski, I'm sure that's butchered, he worked on Father's Day. I fucking, oh my God. He was, he was he's credited as a director, but he's he's part of this, uh, the the makeup team that worked that on makes that movie. so much because okay when i was talking i was talking to elliot earlier about this and i told him this movie has a very trauma like feel to it and i was specifically thinking about father's day yeah so that actually makes so much sense he he's credited as a director i think one of five directors in the movie i'm not sure but he also is credited as a director on the void which they did special effects for oh which was a way better movie. Way better movie. That's what kind of, when I saw all the hype behind this movie and then I, you know, looked it up and I looked up, you know, that the same director from The Void and I was just like, okay, cool. This movie might be pretty cool. And it's different. The Void is him and Jeremy Gillespie were also co-writers. And then on Father's Day, he's among uh, directors Adam Brooks, Jeremy Gillespie and Adam Brooks also plays the priest in Father's Day who played the dad in Psycho Goreman 
so i mean we have like this whole like troop here that's just just making movies but it, he's not credit this is his his first solo credited writing and directing and i'm thinking like in father's day and like the void if he's on the effects crew i'm thinking maybe they gave him in, like he's in charge of directing the special effects scenes like uh sure. you know yeah make make it dark do the strobe light so it looks like it's not shit like i'm i'm wondering if like that's what he was in charge of and then psycho gorman is his first standalone but it has the it i got father's day vibes so fucking hard that when i fucking just like looked into it it was like yeah these are all the same people which makes so much sense yeah bullshit bullshit <laughs> no. Hunter not happy with this movie. Are you guys ready to go into the the uh, to do's and the taint? Uh, yeah. yeah, let's taint it up. So I'm gonna go ahead and go first. All right. What? Out of the blue? Out of the blue. This movie knew exactly what it was. True. Where it was gonna mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And it did it well. For what this movie is, for what it wanted to be, it accomplished its goal. And I really think it's literally a filler episode of power rangers from the 90s i would have shit if this is on tv exactly like this is like totally feed your inner child this is a straight popcorn movie i'm gonna give it a to-do watch the trailer first and if this seems like it's something you want to watch then it's a to-do if not it's a totally taint for you so it's not for everybody not for everybody. Okay, so Father's Day, I remember watching it, and I remember having the exact same beats as this is starting off kind of campy and weird. I'm in, and then by the second act, it was dragging so fucking hard, and it still had the same hodgepodge of effects that it was kind of like, okay, that's cool, that's not. And by the end, like, I didn't give a shit. But all the yeah. they had some good jokes, that quality jokes. I remember Father's Day when they go to open the car doors and all the doors are locked, and they're like doors locked, doors locked, doors locked. That was funny. They had a lot of they had a lot of good jokes in this one. They'd have more, and I say that Psycho Gorman's a lot funnier. But it has the same beats. It starts out strong. It knows what it is, and then it forgets what it is, and then it forgets that it's a movie, and then it just forgets that it's supposed to entertain, and then it forgets that it's supposed to have gore, and then it forgets that it's supposed to be something you know that follows a plot there so, was a plot yeah psycho gorman <laughs> kill people yeah I, i'm gonna be honest I, I don't mean to cut in but i had to watch it twice and i still can't figure out what was going on exactly it's not a good sign <laughs> but uh i mean yeah. it, it it was funny and it, it i don't think it knew what it was i think somebody had a funny idea of let, let's take all this nostalgia and let's put this like psycho killer demon in the hands of a child and just see what would happen but i think all the characters are like so fucking ridiculous and like irredeemable that it's it, it's it's like not a fun watch so it's gonna be a taint for me it's i mean i'm sure it has this trauma audience but i never never got into that scene yeah so picking up from that point i'm also one of those people who never really got into trauma stuff generally i i I'm not the one who generally like likes campier, goofier, like horror movies. You only like sci-fi yeah. horror. I only like sci-fi this horror. This is movies. sci-fi horror. I don't know what your beef. Yeah. <laughs> this It's so, got aliens. A lot. Like I I oh Jesus. There was like a so, spaceship, I think, at one point. So with this movie, I, I don't even know. Like, I mean, pretty much y'all said most of it, but what it comes down to. 
is this movie was a slog to get through and it wasn't fun. Like it, 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 like even at the beginning, it wasn't really fun. It didn't really draw me in. You're a bitch. This is probably one of my least favorite movies that I've watched this year for sure. Psycho slog, man. Psycho slog, man. So like, I, I I don't want to say I hated this movie, but I really did not enjoy watching it. I thought it was at least going to be more fun, more over the top. Cause I mean, here's the thing, y'all it's, it's over the top, but it's not like really over the top. It's not like a nonstop thrill, ride. If you're going to be over the top, you were never going to call yourself fan. I was a huge power Rangers fan. Huge. This was not like the power Rangers had shit going on all the time. The fight scenes were long. There was explosions all the time. This movie was mostly comedy. They had bullies in school. They had shit going on. They had a fucking plot and then they had better, characters like honestly i wouldn't even call this a power rangers movie because like describing it as a power rangers movie does a huge disservice to the power rangers this is more like that movie oh shut up that movie star kid or whatever you know where like the the alien robot suit comes down or whatever like to me that reminds me of that but i don't know man and and the fucking stupid crazy ball shit like it was just not the parts that I liked were just stupid. Like they were just the comedy parts. Like if, if you're going to go balls to the wall and call the, this movie psycho Goreman, at least have more gore, at least have more action. It needs to be a nonstop thrill ride. Even if it's like a stupid campy one, it, like if the whole movie was just scenes like that, that were the fight scene. Great. Wait, that did, will, you not, not, did you not watch the unrated one? Oh my God. Stop it. Which version did you watch? I don't fucking know, Eric. Oh, uh, you didn't get the unrated version. Ooh, that's like two different movies. No, it's not. Yeah. There's no such thing as an unrated version. Yeah. So anyway, with this movie, I didn't like it. I say it's a to don't. I, I, I can't imagine anybody... Like, even if you're into campy movies, I can't imagine that you en- would enjoy this movie. I actually like Father's Day better. Because at least it made more sense. This movie, oh, you yeah. can't get into the characters, which is saying something. Like, Jesus. you can't get into the characters of this movie. The, the things that I liked about it, the Sam Neill costume, just because it's fucking funny. The the whole nod to Videodrome. I, I would even say that one of my favorite parts is that there's like a rip-off burning poster in the background of the kid's room. Oh, of, I of totally forgot room. about that, yeah. Like, that's what I'm shouting out is the high points of the movie. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of nods to a lot of things in this movie. After the halfway part of the movie, I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, is this over? Am I done? Because we did that Willy's Wonderland review, and we all liked it, but everybody hated it. And I like, I think that kind of knew what it was more than this movie did. Yeah, like, this movie knew what, this movie kind of knew what it wanted to go for, and that was just to have fun making a movie. Like this movie knew what it was as a short film, and then once they tried to stretch it, they're like, I don't know, like. More aliens? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> because I've been on a campy kick lately. I've been liking the campy movies, and this just turned me off to it completely. I thought this would be perfect for someone like you who loves the horror sci-fi with a short attention span. It, I think it hurts if you, Elliot. if you have a short attention span. I think like this is going to hurt you because like, this, this thing seems like a four-hour movie. It does seem like a four-hour movie. It's a slog. I don't know. It probably doesn't help that I was cleaning while watching this movie. Yeah, it doesn't. 
It doesn't at all. If you're sitting down and watching this, this is not a popcorn movie, bud, like at all. Because if you're sitting down with a bowl of popcorn, you're like getting bored. I was like stopping, sweeping to look like, oh, what? So this is a Sunday afternoon movie. I will agree with you there. This is not a, this is not a sit down Friday night movie in any way. I don't know, man. I, I did not. I did not like it. Okay, then. I'm going on record. Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman. Moving on. So we'll move on to uh, Catfish's Catch of the Week. hey Yeah. 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 He's going to be in the middle of the episode now, not at the end. Yes, it is easy, Eric. Just leave him be. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Colt. This week, I get to choose a movie. Having recently seen one of their latest releases that we did a review on a couple weeks ago. What was the name of that movie again? Who didn't even know? Synchronic. <laughs> Synchronic. Oh, these are the guys? Yeah, these yeah, are the guys. These are the guys. Oh, fucking guy. I should have fucking known it. And because of that, it, you know, the first thing I was like, you know what? I got to go back to the beginning. I fucking love this movie. We're talking about 2012's Resolution. Resolution. That should have been the music. So this movie is about friendship. It is. It's about a good old-fashioned bro-down. Yeah, it's about karate and friendship and every, for everyone. Mm. So we start off with the main character, Michael. He has decided that he is going to save his drug addict friend. After receiving a mysterious video. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let me start over again. <laughs> This movie starts off with Michael, graphic designer, lives with his pregnant wife. He receives an email that contains a video from his former best friend, Chris. Chris is now a drug addict living in a very remote rural area. And he's completely delusional, just deep, deep in his meth psychosis. Or crack psychosis, because he's smoking crack like it's about to run out. So Michael sees this as his opportunity to save his former best friend. I don't know if he's like looking at himself and saying, you know, I've got everything. You know, Chris is obviously going to kill himself, so I need to save him. So he sets out to go to Chris with the intentions of either making him go to rehab or what ends up happening is he fucking handcuffs him and forces him into sobriety. And that works really well, people, if you want to do that to your friends. Uh, that's probably the <laughs> best option is to just make them go cold turkey and, you know, tie them up to a fucking old pipe in a shitty cabin in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't, don't do that. <laughs> By the way, uh... Are we keeping up with the trend of uh, spoiler-free for this segment? I mean, I don't think you can spoil this movie. You can tell that you can you you could watch this movie and there'd be no spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So with this movie, it's filmed in the way of like The Office, where you're like the camera crew and yeah. you're watching everything happen, which uh, normally would bug the shit out of me, but it works really well for this movie. So you're seeing Michael and Chris kind of having a past and them going their separate ways. Michael becoming 
more of what's expected of him becoming a professional, becoming, you know, husband, you know, the whole, you know, society says you're supposed to be. And his friend Chris, who just decided that drugs were for him. But now he's so lost in it that he is very suicidal and it's very apparent and talked about throughout the movie. Michael haven't gotten that uh, email with the weird video of Chris, which was fucking badass, by the way. Like he's Mm -hmm. sitting in grass, smoking fucking crack. And then all of a sudden he starts pretending that he's being like invaded by somebody like group of people. So he like pulls out his gun and is like shooting cans and random things while his dog is running around. That shit was yeah. fucking hilarious. I uh, yeah, I like the intro sequence because you're you're also this is the first taste of the movie. Yeah, and so you see this footage and it's all it looks like shit. The, the footage looks like shit, and you're like, oh my god, is this the whole movie gonna look like this? And uh, he's just like running around like shouting like like going nuts, and then it, you know it cuts to Michael just like on his MacBook just watching that footage like in silence, and then just like shuts it. Yeah, we find out that Chris is squatting in this cabin, which is uh, actually on a reservation. And uh, not to go into spoiling the movie, but you get introduced to a lot of characters. As Michael is there, he's, you know, Michael's whole thing is he's trying to pass enough time for the drugs to get out of his system. Uh, and be able to help Chris. So, you know, he gets up and starts wandering around. He starts uh, finding out there's this weird UFO cult out there that he runs into. Uh, He starts finding weird things on the property. Which, spoiler, a little bit, the actual directors of this movie, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, are Uh, two of the cult members. Yeah, they play the two main cult members, yeah. Uh, and then they reprise their roles in the kind of spiritual sequel, uh, the, the Endless, Endless, which I, I I think that Elliot might like that movie more because there's more answers and he well, it on. says uh says that um Mike and Chris are also in the Endless. What? Yeah. Yeah. Where? They they kind of try to tie it all together. Uh, I think Mike and Chris are in it, and I believe oh, the guy from uh, shit, that's right, from uh, Spring is also in it. I didn't see the guy from Spring, but um, we'll have to I'll have or to they allude Endless. to it or something like that. Yeah, I was planning on watching that again today. Uh, yeah, but like anyways, uh, you start finding out there's a lot of weird shit going on in this these woods or whatever they are in this, on this property. Uh, there's a research team that disappeared, a weird French guy living around. <laughs> uh, you start finding out, like I said, something is fucking Sinister, otherworldly, something is going on. And this whole movie, which is my favorite part about the movie, is breadcrumb after breadcrumb after breadcrumb. If you don't give it your full attention, there's a lot of things that you will think are just there for no reason, but they're planted there. They're little Easter eggs. Or, I mean, to me, breadcrumbs, because that it, it's what's you know leading you to the main focus of this story. But that's part of the magic of the movie. And if you picked up on all the breadcrumbs, it kind of gives you an idea of what's going on and what happened. It does, you know, leave room for your imagination to fill in the gaps. But this movie is definitely a bromance movie. Mm. Definitely. I mean, I myself can, 
I don't know, maybe if that's what led to it is having seen that in my own personal life, I'm sure others, you know, can relate where you kind of grow out of these friendships and maybe, you know, one person follows the track that they're supposed to and the other one is stunted, you know, in some mm-hmm. kind of way or goes off completely differently. And I've had those friends that, you know, just decided they were never going to grow up and they want to party and we're almost in our forties and they're, you know, doing drugs. Like it's the only thing that, you know, life is about. So I kind of, you know, get to that, understand that you still have all these attachments to these people, even though they're no longer the person you once knew. Yeah. Um, you still have these attachments to them because of the memories you have together. And I think that's what attracted me to the, you know, the most to this, but there's a lot of back and forth. I mean, even with that whole situation kind of has you questioning like which one is the one in the, you know, the right and which one is in the wrong, you know, the friend who just fucking forces this dude into sobriety or the guy who accepts what he is. And that's what he wants out of life. And he's really got it more figured out than the other guy. Right. And uh, so there's a lot of stuff to this. This movie is definitely a movie you have to pay attention to the entire way through because a lot of random things will happen that you think have, you know, hold no significance, but they actually are, you know, pieces of the puzzle. This is definitely a movie you, if you enjoy watching it, you're probably going to watch it again because you're going to be like, okay, I missed something. And you probably did. So this is my recommendation. I don't want to ruin it, but definitely one of my all-time favorite movies. And just to kind of, because I, yeah, I don't want to spoil too, too much about the movie, but I also wanted to kind of expand on that. And because I know Elliot's kind of wondering, why do y'all fucking like this movie? Yeah. And well, we, uh, we can do that, what we did with like Chasing Sleep and just have a spoiler free and then a, a spoiler version at the end. I mean, that's, Really, that's all we need to talk about about the actual movie. But, I, you know, I want to see, like, I want to kind of, like, explain why this movie, why I like it and wh- why it actually, like, kind of means a lot to me. So I've, I've I've kind of been in a similar situation to this movie. I've been both. Uh, yeah, I, I've been both, but I've not been addicted. <laughs> I'm, I mean, just not to go too much into it, but I was at one point in my life where... I was like, I was an alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't function without alcohol and uh, it took some, you know, crazy life changes or life uh, impacting events to make me snap out of that. But at the time it, I didn't feel like it was wrong. Yeah. And I was probably the happiest I ever was. Yeah which is, <laughs> you know, but, uh, it was, you know, a matter of, am I here for a long time or am I here for a good time? And you kind of, luckily I was able to see that there are other things that are more important in life than feeling good. And, and, and like, like to, to my point, this movie is like the entirety of like my mid twenties trying to come to terms with the fact that, Hey, I'm not a fucking teenager anymore. Like, you know, all all of these, these friends that I had, like I've outgrown and I still want to be that person who loves doing drugs, who loves partying and stuff, but I'm not. And then a lot of the people that I knew were, and still some of them are, 
and it's kind of like this movie hits home for me because I've been in very, very, very similar situations to this entire plot. Um, and I've, I, I feel like the character of Chris is like so fucking relatable. Now I will say this movie's problematic. It is it, 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 lo- watching it again. I'm like, Oh, well fuck. You know, it does ruin a little bit of it for me because the, the dialogue was, and mostly that shitty dialogue is coming from Chris, who is supposed to be the problematic character anyway. You're talking about the hard Fs? Yeah, I'm talking about the hard Fs. I'm talking about, like, fat shaming shit. I'm talking about fucking uh, all kinds of problematic, like, language, mostly coming from Chris. This uh, dialogue was, was also, like, the, the funniest and best delivered true. and only thing worth listening to. Well, yeah, because Mike doesn't really like he's he's very much like a I don't know. Bad actor. Like, I don't think it's that he's a bad actor. I just think that that's his character. Like his character is just that dry. Let's say both. No, could be. But I don't think he was a bad actor. I think he played that part well because I know so many people like that. And it's just like this jaded kind of they have to fill the role that condescending it's not even that it's just they they fall into this role of who they are uh, who they're supposed to be and it just it's just so bland because they're they're a cookie cutter version of themselves and they want everybody else to be that way and i think that's kind of like the main uh you know driver for the beginning of this movie yeah. and, and 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 honestly i've been michael and i've been chris on both sides of this in different ways, in different aspects. Maybe it's not drugs. Maybe it's like, you know, you need to fucking, I don't know. People just grow up and they're like, Oh, you still go to shows. Like, and it's like, that's stupid. That's so stupid. But like, you know, stuff like that, like where people think that, you know, this is growing up and this is growing up. And and this movie is, is exactly two friends like that are opposing sides of the argument. You know, this is how that conversation goes. And, the dialogue with Chris, like, like pretty much everybody I hung out with in my early twenties, like was like that, like Chris and the whole like movie itself. It brings me back to that whole like argument that I have inside of my head, you know, all the time where like, which one's right, you know, you know, there's nothing really wrong with what they're doing besides Chris. Apparently he's like a thief and like a shitty dude, but you know, is it the drugs that make him do that? Or is he already like that? Like either way. So it, it's just an argument that's constantly happening and it's, uh, you know, should I tie this person to a fucking radiator or something and then, like, you know, make sure that they're clean, force them to be how I want them to be? Uh, because that's what I remember. That's my memory of them. Like, I want to have those memories back. I want that nostalgia. It's all of these, like, things floating around my head. And, and this is very much a bro movie. This is very much a, a movie where it reminds you of you and your best friend having like an argument or having like a dispute, like a very important life dispute. And and there's something about that, that really, I don't know if it's relatable to everybody, but if you've been in this situation or if you've had a similar situation, it really just is very captivating because this movie is less about the horror. Uh, Obviously, if you watch it, you're, you'll know it's less about the horror. It's more about the characters in this movie, the, the actual two main people in this movie duking it out. Well, see, I didn't give a shit about any of that though. I was waiting for like something. I, I thought like that was a subplot, and I'm supposed to be waiting nah. for like a purpose to have a movie instead of some indie. I film. mean, that's the purpose. No, this whole thing is like an episode of The Office where you're seeing their internal issues happening, 
all at the same time that something else is happening around them. You get the impression that the land or whatever is happening there uh, is cursed. Yeah. In, in this movie, you really don't know what's going on at all. But yeah, but yeah that's the thing. You, you, you Is the land cursed? Right? Because it's Native American land, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I won't go too deep into it, but there's there's a, a bunch of you start getting a bunch of stuff sent to them. It's like making them know that they're being watched. Yeah. Somehow. This is a textbook just Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead movie where you have these two characters or you have characters in general going through like drama basically and then stuff is happening around them supernatural stuff is happening around them so this is more like a movie where you don't have to be a horror fan to like it and in fact like if you're looking if you're going to this movie like looking for a straight up horror movie that's not really what you're going to find this is more of like a hybrid movie uh a very much of its own kind I, I would say that this also fits into kind of the kick that we've been on lately of like horror adjacent movies yeah, I was I was originally going to go with a movie called Scenic Route with Josh mm-hmm. Duhamel, but that is horror adjacent adjacent, hmm. uh, where it has just like a hint, you know, a slight flavor of horror, uh, but is one hundred percent a drama. You know, with having synchronic, you know, still fresh in my mind, and that whole interaction of two friends, it immediately was like, I need to do resolution. Yeah. And it it just takes you back. I don't know. Like, there's something about it. If you like it, if you like resolution, there's something about it that, like, stays with you, you know? I don't know. Elliot. (laughs) And now, Elliot, to shit on the movie. Yeah, yeah let's, let's have your shit. Um, I didn't like it at all. Um, yeah, I know. I think Chris was a, a good actor, and I, I liked a lot of his dialogue. It was funny and interesting, and uh, I didn't, but I, overall, I just thought it was just a low-budget movie. And, I, yeah, and, I, and I, I, you know, there's stuff going on. I mean, it's not about the horror, but, like, but I mean, that's why I'm here. So I'm watching this. Well, that's movie. I think that's where yeah. if you if you go into it thinking about it like that, then that's not what you're going to. Because I didn't give a shit about the bromance. I didn't give a shit about Mike and Chris's relationship. I didn't give a shit about the drugs. I didn't give a shit about their lives changing. I didn't give a shit about any of that. I was just waiting for something interesting to happen. And it never did. And the stuff that was supposed to be like, I guess, like at least like spooky or, or, or the horror element, it was just i i did i didn't care for that i mean it was just like i thought like hokey with like the different like finding of things and different media platforms and i really would have thought that you would have liked that especially the uh the actual like reels of film and shit i thought that was fucking creepy it sounds like he just went in expecting something completely different and then didn't like that yeah. it was different yeah. See, that's an expectation thing you're talking about i Elliot, went because that... i've seen i saw half this movie before maybe like a quarter i don't know a long time ago years and years and years ago i tried to watch this movie and i couldn't make it through because it was just so painfully boring and then so i didn't get to like any of the like the really supernatural stuff you know and then like now i i was in you know stayed long enough to i hung in there long enough to get the supernatural stuff and then it was just also still not there yeah Okay. Like, but yeah, I didn't give a fuck about any of the characters or anything going on. Or in the, I am very glad to see that, as far as directing, that Synchronic was way better and way more interesting in the way that they, you know, grew oh, wow. as directors. I I actually completely disagree, but because I, yeah. I felt like this was just like I'm, I'm like bare bones, just 
a low budget. Yeah, I will say like they're not horror directors. They like are a fan of horror movies, but they like making like dramas. This is yeah. more like an this is a Tribeca movie. Well, I mean, I don't even have to do with like writing, like genre aside, just like their their camera work and stuff has improved. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, de- well, yeah, definitely the camera work has improved. But like, I don't know, I, I, I could see, I could definitely see why people wouldn't like it. But I think what it comes down to more than anything with this movie is the, the situation and the context has to hit you. You know, because like Elliot, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I, I doubt you've been in a similar situation to this, right? To like kidnapping to someone like this, in a sobriety. Well, no, I'm not. I mean, not even that. Like, but like you're having like a heart to heart. Like you, you got to get help. Like you got to get sober. But you know, I don't want to get sober. You know, I'm having fun. This is my life. This is awesome. This is great. You know. I mean, I've had friends that were addicts and it got pretty horrible. And I've had friends that are still addicts and you know yeah. have chosen like the Chris route. To well, not to not to like you know being a squatter, but I mean to a degree where like they totally fucked their lives up. But I, I just I I didn't. I guess I just didn't go in trying to relate that to what was going on. You're just heartless, I, is what it is. Yeah, I was just you know I mean I was just like, well, this is terrible you acting. You don't have a heart. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just blinded by the like the shittiness of it. I guess. Do you ever care about other people other than yourself? Yeah. I just don't care about things that aren't worth caring about. Movies? Like friendship? Like this movie. And karate? Nah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, love friendship, hate karate. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't watch Cobra Kai. I mean, like, hey, if you find Elliot at a merch table at a show, that's the... that's that's. The don't point. talk about karate with don't him. Don't talk about karate, like but if you, if you approach me, you're going to walk away with something. So I like friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, I mean, this movie... I just, he likes giving away shit. He, he likes giving away free mouth breather merch, I'll tell you that. Oh, shit, not even... Uh, fuck, you go up to, like, the other bands, even if we're not... Here, here's yeah, 10 like, bucks. Here's 10 yeah. bucks and a mouth breather <laughs> shirt. Like, you, want, you know, it's like, oh, you like that band that just played? I like them more than you do. In fact, here's their LP. You like them more than me. <laughs> <laughs> support this band. It's like, I don't have any money. Now you do. Fucking support him. Yeah, he does. He just gives money out. He gives money out to people. He's just like, there you go. We played one show. I think fucking idiot. We played one show. I think it was at Rubber Gloves. Where there's this, like these people that they're, they're like, we got a charge to get in here, and so like I paid for them to get in. It's like now nah, fucking pit. How Elliot feels about resolution is how I feel about your conversation about your band. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, but I mean, always so mind. resolutions new. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I still, I, I stand by everything that I've said about resolutions. I'm sure Eric does too. It's just, it, I don't it hits. get it, dude. I do not get it. I don't know. Like me and Ashley were you. both like super annoyed at the end of it. That's why I mean, not everybody has good taste. Yeah. I mean, this is, I guess this is like the, you know, your, your Blair Witch where nothing this happens, is, yeah. but you still find it interesting. Like I love, yeah. And like nothing has to like, all, all it takes is like, I've, I, cause like I said, I've known both of these people, like, and I, different versions, and I've been both of these people. My main draw to this is, good. is that I'm very, I was very invested into what's happening between Chris and um, Michael. But at the same time, with all this other stuff happening in the background, it's just like, okay, wait, tell me more about this other stuff. But it's like, you get bits and pieces of the other stuff, and the main story never stops being Chris and Michael. But you have that, like, I start paying attention to the background and start noticing little things here and there. I just liked it. I like the, I like the way they write. I, I really enjoy, like, characters being the main 
part of the movie and then having like the horror adjacent stuff around it. I, I feel like to me, it's a really interesting way to do it. Um, and it's not for everybody. Absolutely not. But it's something that speaks to me and that I really. Yeah. It's just the, the way they write and the way that it's filmed. It's very easy for me to feel like I'm in the movie. Yeah. Like I'm actually oh. in the situation that's going on. Uh, so it's easy to implant myself, but uh, maybe we had to let uh, Elliot know that this movie had a budget of $20,000. Yeah. And that was all spent on that truck that they smashed. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's funny. But like, I mean, like, I'm missing something, or I don't because synchronic, I didn't like care for either, and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm the exact opposite with my love of these dude. these di- these directors. I just, I, I mean, can we talk about it off air? Is there something like I'm missing, or is it just like you guys really like? The, the bromance of it and that's enough to carry i mean that's mostly movie, it i guess i mean for me it's the bromance and the breadcrumbs is i yeah. fucking love the breadcrumbs it's just like little little clues get dropped in like i said that don't seem to make sense but then later on you're like oh so that's why that happened or that's why you know i saw that little thing and another thing elliot you got to understand this is 2012. This is before the whole like ambiguous like stuff, like, like before any of that was like a staple, like a cliche. This is like a movie where, you know, it could be anything. And you really like, were racking your brain, like going crazy, trying to figure out like, what is it? Is it a fucking aliens? Is it fucking like native American curse? Like, I, w- I would have figured that you would have bitten into that a little bit more, well, I but I think that you're jaded a little bit by how many movies are like that now. It wasn't, well, I, like, I don't know. It's the ambiguity, ambiguousness of it isn't even like my beef, like whatever was at the end. Like, I'm not even worried about that. I'm just worried about like, I didn't like the whole process of, of getting there. I didn't like the process of the breadcrumbs. I didn't like just how little they gave you and then how much they gave you. And just how ridiculous that was. I mean, I just didn't like it or anything about it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about that. Like, it, I thought it was just fine. Like, they're obviously growing as filmmakers, you know, from this to Synchronic. And I think it's just, it just happens that the two movies out of what, like four or five that they've made, that the, the two are just not my jam. I don't think, I honestly, I don't think any of them are going to be a jam then. And I think, yeah, I mean, like, it's not, you know, I don't, it doesn't have to be horror for me to like a movie. And, you know, I went in with this thinking that there is like an horror element, especially like the synopsis, like on the menu screen is like, you know, supernatural stuff during this like thing. And so I'm like waiting for supernatural stuff. And then I'm just like, well, I don't care. Well, like it could have been like just as I mean, it it could have almost even been a better movie if they just kept all that out and just had it straight. Like this could have been like a straight, like like drama, dark comedy. Yeah, I mean, it totally could have been, but then none of that supernatural. Where's the conflict? The conflict could have been anything. You had like you had conflict that went nowhere. You had uh, you know all kinds of stuff. I don't know, man. I like I, yeah. I guess we're at an impasse because. You know, I can't. Yeah, I, obviously, I can't. this is a polarizing movie, and I hope that makes you want to watch it more. Yeah, I mean, like I will say, go into this like just expecting a movie. Don't expect like a horror movie, like where you're going to get a lot of like thrills. Just expect a movie. You know, watch a fucking movie. But um, 
I guess and that's... if you like this movie and you want some more bromance or more of uh, hell romance, uh, not even that. I mean, it's <laughs> more about uh, strained friendships. Uh, watch uh, Scenic Route. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go into like the other movies, like oh, Spring. Yeah, Spring is like a romance version of of something similar to this, and then. Uh, well, let's see, uh, The Endless, which is a spiritual sequel to this. And there's another one. There's one that's like adjacent where, the, where one of them uh, directed it that's on Shudder right now. It's called After Midnight. That's kind of like a breakup, you know. Who directed that? Uh, I want to say it's Justin Benson. No, it was, uh, what's his name? What is his name? He, he was one of the directors of the movie we just talked about. Jeremy, what's his name? Jeremy, Jeremy, help me out here. Jeremy Gardner. Oh, Justin Benson produced uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead produced it. Yeah. And then they, I think he was in it. And yeah. yeah he Justin was Benson Shane. was in it. Yeah. But, oh, uh, and then Henry Zabrowski was in it, who was from last podcast on the left. He's in that movie, hmm. which is really how, weird. How but come we're not in any movies. Yeah. Tell me about it. If, if, if y'all need actors, like terrible actors, like really, really cheap and bad ones, let us know. Oh, yeah. That's great. Everybody is going to want to. Yeah. Bad actors in their movie to make it. Hell yeah, brother! We're cheap. Good, but uh, all right. Well, aside from that, what do y'all think? Anything else we want to wrap on for resolution? I want any, any you to watch it, and I want you to tell me what you think, and I want you to know. I want to know if you're Camp Hunter and Eric or Camp Elliot. We both know Ashley is a definitely a Camp Elliot. I don't even know who that is, though. <laughs> She's dead to me. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, effects sucks. She had to go to work, and she was she kept waiting because you were late on the podcast. She just kept poking her head in. She's like, "Is Eric on yet?" I'm like, "No, no." She's like, "Okay." And then she come back. She's like, I want to tell myself to go fucking kill himself. I, I legit have anxiety about ever talking to her again after this. All right, I guess that's it for resolution. Uh, if you all have any other movies that you want to recommend to us, uh, you know, let us know. Get in touch. You can do that by either messaging us on Instagram, which is Cult of Horror Podcast, or you can email us at cultofhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Cult of Horror. You can find us on TikTok, Cult of Horror, and YouTube at Cult of Horror. Didn't we get a movie recommendation? Oh, from Eric? What? What's that anime? It's a fucking TV series. It's a show. It's a series. We don't do series. We don't do fucking series. We haven't even fucking done like Lovecraft Country or anything. Because yeah. it sucks. What? No, it doesn't suck. It sucks. Nah. It's racist. Lords of Illusion but... called in one of their computer graphics back. Okay, I still don't understand what you saw. Because I saw the whole thing and I I'd never saw anything like that. I saw some stupid ass shit. Well, you're dumb. But, alright, y'all. Well, uh, I guess that's about it. Um, anything else we want to say before we... No, go? I just want to give a huge shout out to a good buddy of mine that has been a friend for a long time and is a big supporter and always gives me great feedback. Shout out to the Mole Man. Does he live underground? How's he going to hear this? No. The old guy from The Simpsons? No, that's his, that's his nickname. He's, he's, oh, his name okay. is the Mole Man. I thought this was one of your conspiracy theories. That's my, my good friend, my longtime brother, Emmanuel, a.k.a. the Mole Man. The Mole Man. Soon to be coming out with another podcast about martial arts movies. Oh, yeah. Mole Man and the Catfish, baby. Y'all been talking about that shit forever. Just come out with it. Life gets in the way, bro. 
Bro, it fucking does. <laughs> you tell me. Um, all right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. We love you. We don't know what movie. What, what, what movie we want to do? I don't know, but I just want to point out that I love everyone more than everybody else does. <laughs> okay. He always says that. He always says that. You, uh, y'all want to do that movie uh, Slacks? The fuck no. I thought that was a joke. I saw a fucking like <laughs> I little the clip. trailer. No, it, it wasn't even good. a trailer. It was just like a little gif of the movie. And I was just like, oh, they're making fun of, you know, the bed that kills or the couch that kills or whatever. Rubber. Or rubber. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's funny. And then when I saw it's an actual movie, I was like, nope, not going to. Nope. I want to watch it. So anyways, next week we'll be doing Flax. <laughs> Should we even do that? No, it's not. no. I say, I say, let's do slacks. No, no after Psycho Gorman, I don't want to. I think let's go. The, let's get a real horror movie up in here. Yeah, like, I'd like a real horror Somebody movie. Name something. Well, we'll talk about know. it. We'll Are there horror it. movies anymore? I don't think no. so. But we'll do it. We'll find one. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Take care, and uh, you know, Eric. Peace be with you, brothers. You son of a bitch. He's not going to let us go. Uh, He's milking it. Before we leave, let's say a final prayer. (laughs) (laughs) My head's bowed. My eyes are closed. (laughs) Come on. Just kidding. Have a good night. I'm ending up. Tom to edit this out. And then he just leaves the recording so he can go take a shit. Fucking nothing. I fucking hate Sundays. Yep. Sundays suck. I think it's just like conditioned from school. Like Sundays could be amazing, but just because like the fact that you know you have school the next day, like something yeah. about a Sunday afternoon still makes me nauseous. <laughs> exactly. It's like pre-Monday. Yeah. It's can't enjoy it because I'm too stressed about fucking Monday Eve. It's not even Sunday. Ugh. It's all good Saturday, but then Sunday is like, oh man, another day. Yeah, I don't even have a job, and I fucking hate Sundays. <laughs> all the same day to me. <laughs> Every day is Sunday. <laughs> Every day is Sunday. Living with anxiety. It's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> all right, I'm back. What's up, dog? We didn't talk What's shit up? on you at all. <laughs>